In a world where it seems like there's so much going wrong, I want you to see the people who are spending their lives doing and seeing the good. Welcome to the Doing Good Podcast, where we discuss the stories of people who are changing the world in their own way. I'm your host, Carmen Herbert. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Doing Good. And today on the podcast, I am thrilled to welcome Callie Black. Callie is an author, podcaster, speaker, and content creator who loves the scriptures. She started an Instagram account called Come Follow Me Study in the beginning of 2019 and has consistently shared spiritual thoughts, study resources, and helpful videos on her account ever since. She co-hosts the popular podcast One Minute Scripture Study and has co-written three books titled One Minute Scripture Study. Okay, so are they all titled One Minute Scripture Study? So yes, but they're each for a different book. So there's one for Old Testament, there's one for New Testament, and then we just came out with our Book of Mormon one, actually. That is so exciting. Perfect for next year. I'm glad I read that right. I'm like, wait a minute. There are three books of the same thing. I just write books with the same name all the time. Right. Because, hey, if winning formula, right? Callie, Callie lives in Arizona with her husband and three little kids. And we were just talking about the busy schedules of drop-offs and pickups and running here and there. And we're squeezing this in between dropping kids off and picking them up at school and all the other things we do. Mom life, right? Right. Such good times. Such good times. So besides doing all that crazy stuff, you have, besides, you know, just being a mom, which is a full-time job in and of itself, you've come up with this incredible Come Follow Me study. So I would love to talk about how you came up with the idea. There's obviously so many wonderful accounts that you can go to and, and, and look at with Come Follow Me Study Helps. What got you excited about, hey, I could do something like that. Let me do something a little bit different. And where did the idea of the one-minute scripture study come from? Yeah. So this was back when Come Follow Me was about to start. As soon as it was announced, I just felt this pull towards it. Like, I mean, I I think a lot of us were excited, like new program, right? You get all this energy. And I especially felt that I just I have always loved the scriptures. I they have changed my life. I feel like that's an understatement to even say they have just cemented my testimony in Jesus Christ. And I was like, yeah, let's dive in. And so it was that first week in 2019. And if you remember, Come Follow Me started the same time that church went to two hours. Yes. And so it was that very first Sunday. And I was serving in Young Women's at the time. I was an advisor. And so that was the very first Sunday that we weren't going to have Young Women's. And so I was like, I'm going to text all my laurels and be like, Oh, hopefully I'll see you at church today. You know, like I was being all dramatic about it. It's our first young women's like time not having young women's at church. This is so weird. And then I'm like, all my girls are on Instagram. I should tell them to follow an Instagram account that like goes through come follow me stuff. Like that would be a great thing for them to follow. And so I open up Instagram and I search come follow me. And the only accounts that were there were like, here's how to teach your kids. Or here's a family, you know, for toddlers and for FHE yes. and all these other great accounts. But I'm like, this is not what my young women want. I'm, I had this picture in my mind of like, I just want an Instagram account that's like posting daily spiritual thoughts about what the scriptures yes. are for that week and like reminding you what they are and stuff like right. that. And it wasn't there. And then I had this thought in my mind, maybe you should start it. And I was like, no, don't do that. Like, 
who am I? Like, who am I to right. start an Instagram account about? Come follow me. Like, I would have to be someone official. And like, I don't know. I, I immediately discredited it. And then as I was like thinking about it, I'm like, okay, well, maybe one of the scriptures I had been studying that week came into my mind because that first week was like, we should take charge for our own learning. So it was a bunch of scriptures about being in charge of your own learning. And one of the scriptures came to my mind that talks about in Doctrine and Covenants, behold, it is not meet that I should command in all things. And then it goes on to say, men should be anxiously engaged in a good cause and do many things of their own free will and bring to pass much righteousness. And I just felt this like, it was this agency. It was like God saying, Callie, do you want to do something good? Do you want to choose to create something that could put a lot of goodness out in the world? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm, I'm going to try it. Like, let's see how it goes. And so I created an account called Come Follow Me Study. And I texted people and I'm like, hey, give it a follow. Like, this should be fun. And since I was one of the first accounts, it just grew so quickly. And so it turned from like, this could be fun to, okay, there's a lot of people relying on me and counting on resources. And then it just has naturally evolved into what more, you know, I I see all the problems and questions that people have. So what can I do to help solve this problem? Okay, I'm going to create this. Okay, I'm going to do this now. And I just have slowly added on little things as I've been able to help more and more people and just have these resources to get everyone a little more involved in scripture study without having to spend too much time, which then goes to one minute scripture study. My amazing co-host, Kristen Walker-Smith, we, she invited me to join her on this podcast. And I'm like, yes, that is exactly my viewpoint. It's just short daily episodes that are literally one, sometimes two, sometimes three minutes long, but they're very short. Just saying like, here's a scripture. Here's a story. Here's a quick application. And here's a takeaway of the day that you can just keep in your brain for the rest of the day. So everything I do is just focused on let's dive into the scriptures. Let's understand them. Let's apply them. They don't have to be scary. They don't have to be intimidating. I think especially as women, a lot of us probably didn't serve missions. And a lot of us are like, oh, the men learned the scriptures on their mission. Or they've got these callings where they're constantly having to open up to these scripture stories. And sometimes we feel like we never had that moment where we had to learn the scriptures. And that's what I hope to kind of give a lot of women is let's let's be smart in the scriptures. Let's figure it out and let's rock it and teach our kids and cement our own testimonies. And we don't have to be afraid of them. Yeah, I think that is so interesting, uh, your perspective on women in the scriptures, especially because it is, there's lots of wonderful podcasts and resources available to study the scriptures. And a lot of them have men that lead them and they're wonderful, incredible men. But I love seeing women like you and like Kristen. She's amazing. I had her on the podcast a while ago. And I think the idea of the one minute scripture study is so brilliant. Because it is, it's just anyone can take a minute, anyone, anyone could take a minute to do it. Yep. But Emily Bell Freeman, who we love so much, who is mm-hmm. now the general young women's president with the Don't Miss This, it's so 
great to see women loving their scriptures and and sharing that and their goodness with the world. And I just want to just like give you a virtual hug for following that inspiration at the very beginning of 2019 and going with that because that it takes a lot of courage to say, okay, I'll create something and not rely on what has been done before or think, well, I'm not smart enough or scripturally knowledgeable enough. I don't know enough about the doctrine. It doesn't matter. Heavenly Father takes us as we are, where we are, and then can create something amazing with what we have if we have a willing heart. And I love that you use the scripture in DNC 58 because that is my one of my scriptures in my patriarchal blessing. And I read that often. So good. And, and at the very end, it says, you know, it says the the power is in them wherein they are agents unto unto themselves. The power is in us to do it. We we have that power. If Heavenly Father, I imagine him like just, you know, I don't know where he is, sitting up there somewhere, wherever he is, probably actually, you know, closer than we realize, but saying, come on, what do you want to do? Do it. What do you want to do? Just go do it. I will support it. Like if it's good, if it's righteous, if it's going to bring light into the world, go for it. And and we have, I, why do you think sometimes we have a fear in our minds of, well, but what if it doesn't take off, like you said, or what if it's not big or what if it's not what if people don't like it why it, it, it seems like as soon as we have a good idea it just a, a fear immediately sets in and says no you'll be bad at this you don't know enough don't do it why do you think that is and how did you overcome that to just take that really hard step and say nope I'm going for it anyway yeah I mean that is so real and I still deal with that as I like come up with new ideas. I'm like, who am I to do this? And I, I have to deal with that constantly. And I think something that helped me, especially at the beginning, I mentioned that I felt this sense of agency. And there have been so many times in my life where I have wanted God to tell me exactly what my next step is. Me too. Like, I am such a, I'm like, tell me what yes. the rule, tell me what it is. Give me all the rules and I'll just do that. <laughs> Don't like, let me yeah. figure it out. <laughs> I remember being 14 years old and I had to pick between which, like between two high schools to go to. I had this weirdly dramatic decision of like which of two high schools I was going to go to. And my mom was like, okay, you got to decide over the summer and pray about it. And so I just prayed all summer and I'm like, I'm not getting an answer. I like, I don't why isn't he telling me which school to go to? And I remember my dad sitting down with me. He opened up the scriptures with me. I don't even remember what scriptures we read together, but I remember he taught me sometimes God just wants us to decide and to go for it. And then he'll guide our path. Like if it's not right, it will be so obvious. And if it is right, it's going to feel good. And I was like, okay. Like, I don't know. I had been I think I had been taught the simplistic view of like, just pray and you'll get an answer. And I, when I didn't get that, I felt abandoned a little bit. And what my dad taught me was just decide, go for it. And then things will work out exactly as they should. And yes. I had that example in high school. You know, I, I was like, okay, let me talk to this enrollment office and act like I'm enrolling. And everything felt so good and it fell into place and it was exactly where I needed to be. Like it worked out perfectly. And so I think I've had these moments time and time again where I had the same thing when I, w I really wanted to serve a mission. And then I met my husband and I was like, 
do I still serve a mission? What should I do? Again, I'm praying, Heavenly Father, which one do I do? And the biggest answer came to me, you decide. Like that was his answer to my prayer was, Callie, you decide. And I just, I'm constantly blown away by how much trust he gives us by giving us agency. And he expects us to make decisions and go with it. And, and yeah, sometimes he does give us answers when we absolutely need it. But I don't know. I think most of the time he's like, let's create something good and I'll help you. And you get to come up with it. You have your own mind. You have your own strengths and talents. And so as I created the Instagram account, I was like, you know what? I know how to write and teach. I was an elementary teacher beforehand and I taught language arts as well. So I know how to, I have basic skills here. I'm just going to go for it. And I also had this weird trust that like, if it wasn't going to work out, that would be okay too. Like God would guide my path if it was like, I'm going to start this Instagram account. And six months later, it's like this, that was not really working. But now I've had this opportunity or something like that. Like I just had this trust that even if it wasn't going to go how I expected, although I really had no expectations for how it was going to go, he would still make it into the path that I needed to have in my life. If that makes sense there. Yes. Oh, it it absolutely does. And I I can totally see you as an elementary school teacher, by the way, because you're so sweet and just kind and happy. I can imagine the kids just adored you. But I... I totally agree with you. I think that the Lord consecrates our efforts and he, we have to be able to make choices and decide. And, and I used to think the same thing, like ask and he'll tell you, like, he has a plan for me. And I do think, I, I, I know heavenly father does have a plan and purpose for each of our lives, but that he's, it doesn't, it doesn't look the same as I thought It, 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 it first, it was like, here it is all laid out for you. This is what you're going to do. And I'm going to put you in certain places. And and yes, I do think we we are in certain places and meet certain people. But more often than not, I wonder if we, as we make choices and use our agency, he uses those choices and what we've decided to accomplish the things that we're supposed to as we are deciding and as we are making the decisions. And so whatever that looks like career-wise, who you marry, where you live, he says, what do you want? And then, okay, I can use that. I can, I can use you where you are and, and what you've decided to accomplish your purpose. And, and, and that almost, it's, it's like a teamwork. It's like, like you said, it's like we get to work together because I make decisions. And then he says, if they're good and righteous, he's like, I will use those then. And I, I was the same when I was trying to decide whether or not to marry my husband. And that was a big, long, dramatic story too. I went, <laughs> I had this career I was pursuing and 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 this boy that I was dating and and a missionary that I was writing and all these things and I didn't I I was so overwhelmed with like the thought of eternity. Like this is an eternal decision and and it was very overwhelming and and I I went back and forth my poor husband like let's get married. Okay. No, never mind. Okay, yes, no. Okay. Wait, maybe. Well, maybe we'll do it in a year. No, I want to do it now. And this poor boy, it was like whiplash. And, his, and I'm sure his family was like, maybe you should find someone else that's <laughs> not so crazy. You, <laughs> I tell him all the time, I'm like, I'm so grateful you married me. 
and and waited for me. And anyway, when I it, it was honestly like I I'd made my decision and we moved forward and I and I said, "Okay, let's do it." And it felt good, but I still had this fear. And I remember on my wedding day in the temple being sealed to him and you know, there's 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 words in the ceiling and it talks about it being our own choice. You know, are you do this of your own free will and choice? Is this something that you are deciding to do? And it was the most peaceful calm and it was like this confidence of oh yes i'm i'm doing this because i'm i'm choosing to i'm using my agency to marry this amazing man it's not being forced upon me it's not something that he wanted so i'm doing it for him it's i'm making this decision and that i don't know why that that one little phrase of this is my choice i'm choosing this and heavenly father we're asking for him to bless this marriage it was okay i'm i, I made the decision and here we go and that, whatever, that for me, I'm like, oh, don't worry. I got my confirmation across the altar from you. <laughs> on <our wedding. laughs> but it, it was, it was, it was just this clarity of I can make decisions. And I, and I think sometimes we count ourselves out. We're like, well, I'm just, I don't know how to decide. And I think Heavenly Father's like, you do, you know how to decide. You've been taught how to make good decisions. Now just go do it. So I think it's awesome that you're like, okay, I'm just going to move forward. And by the way, your Instagram account, you have 106,000 followers. I mean, it obviously yeah. has turned into something beautiful and wonderful. So tell me about the process of coming up with content on your page every week. Speaking of choices, I'm sure you can go so many different directions. So how are you inspired each week to come up with the content that you create there? Yeah, I feel like I have two main focuses that I have wanted as scripture study resources that I just started creating. So the one is educational content, like what are the scriptures about? And so I kept having people DMing me like when we first started the New Testament four years ago, like what is what is first Corinthians about? What does this even mean? What is second Peter about? Like what? I have no idea the context for these, right? We know the four gospels, but what about all these other little books? And so I started creating these resources like, oh, let me tell you what First Corinthians is all about and the context and why Paul wrote this and what the area was like and what things he really wanted to point out. And I realized, OK, I know how to teach. I know how to tell stories. And so then I started thinking, well, what if I recorded a video of me telling the story each week? that would be kind of fun. And so I tried it out. And that was my first time putting my face on the account. For a while, I was anonymous, just like, I'm posting random things, you know, but that was my first time being like, I'm Callie Black. I'm going to record this video for you. And they're called Big Picture Monday videos. Now I put them out every Monday. And it talks through the story. And it's usually about 10 minutes long. And it's just like, here's what's happening. Here's the context. I know that some of you don't have two hours to listen to giant podcasts or to read a huge textbook and dive into this. But do you have 10 minutes for me to just tell you what's happening? And I feel so confidently that if you can get the story, then when you open the scriptures each day, it makes more sense. It's more relatable. You're like, oh, yeah. I know that Paul was trying to convince them about the law of Moses and, you know, like it, it all comes into a bigger picture. So that, that's what really drew me to do big picture Mondays. So each week I still do it. I've done it for four years now, a video telling the story. And then 
the other half of it is, what does this mean for my life? Like, how do I apply it? It's so cool to know the scriptures, but if they're not changing me, there's no point. Like, this, this isn't right. just an academic study. This is, this is meant to change who I am on a spiritual level and yes. ground me to Jesus. And so I just, as I go through the week, it started out as, as I read my scriptures, I'd just be like, oh, that reminds me of this. That reminds me of this story. And I just would write it out as a post and post it. And now it's become a little more formalized where I have, I always do four posts a week where I'm taking a scripture and I just tell a story about how I have applied that scripture to my life and just a little invitation of how maybe you could try it out as well. And that's kind of my consistent content that I have going out through the week is like, here's how I'm actually changing because of what I've read in short little posts. Tell me about one of those stories. Sure. Let's see. What have <laughs> I, what have you done recently? Yeah. Let me think of millions. I know. Exactly. I'm actually going to pull it up because I, I just posted one this morning about making sure that the words that we say, we're using them to create goodness, which goes along with what we're talking about here. But having this idea that our tongue, so here the scripture is from James 3, 5, even so the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Like our words, our words matter so much. And I found this yep. great quote from Elder Holland saying, our words, like our deeds, should be filled with faith and hope and charity so desperately needed in the world today. And so I talked about how, you know, when you watch a TV show and the characters are all perfectly themselves, like the funny guy is always funny and the sarcastic girl is always sarcastic. And the, like everyone always has these great dramatic speeches. And if there is a misunderstanding, it's going to get resolved in a beautifully dramatic way. And then I just yes. think about real life where we don't have these scripted writers telling us right. what to say. We say awkward, weird things. We don't know what we're talking about. We offend someone without meaning to. We think of a good comeback in the shower three days later. Like, <laughs> we're a hot mess when it comes to real life communication. Yeah. And yet, even with all the awkwardness and weirdness, and ah, I didn't mean to say that, and what am I even talking about? Even with all that, our tongue is so important. And we can choose to use it to talk about faith-filled things and good things. And if I, I picture like a scale, right? Like if I'm going to say weird, awkward things and offend people and, and just do weird stuff, I want to tip the scale in the other direction as much as possible with the good stuff. I want to just be talking about Jesus and, and hope and faith and not adding to more negative things in the world, not complaining while also being awkward and wordy and whatever, I want to tip the scale and I want to have so much goodness that I'm putting out that when there is the weird stuff, it's like, okay, whatever. Like we can, we can work with that. We can move past it. So yeah, that's my post. That's a recent post that I had. Just let's pay attention to what our words are and, and what kind of impact they can make. I love that so much. I agree. It, it matters what we say and it matters what we say about ourselves and and about and yes. to other people. And I'm grateful that you talked about us all making mistakes and messing up because 
I think too often if someone does say something awkward or embarrassing or wrong, it's it's like, oh, well, then that you're done forever. I will never trust you. I will never say anything to you. I will never, you know, really open up to you again. It's like someone makes a mistake and it's one and done. And I hate that mentality because we truly all stick our foot in our mouths. We say things we shouldn't. We do things we shouldn't all the time and because we're human beings. Yep. And and the best thing to do is is move forward. And I'll share a story that happened to me recently in my ward. I I asked if my son could um, hang out with the young men one night. He He's not a young man yet. He's in activity days still. And I was recently called as young women's president. And my husband was going to be gone. And I had no one to watch my kids at home. We had a big activity where we were going swimming and I didn't want to take him swimming with us. So anyway, I'm like, can he just go and and hang out with you guys tonight with my with my older son who is in young men? So he'll I'm just I'm just going to send him with his brother and he'll just have an activity with you guys tonight. And to the young men leader, he texted back thinking I was his wife. And he's like, oh, like Carmen asked me to watch so-and-so and I could tell he was so bugged oh, and I I instantly felt so bad for him because I'm like oh no he meant to send so I texted back and instead of being like I'm doing my best here and I'm trying so hard and and why can't he just go hang you know I'm like oh did you mean to send this to your wife he it I kept watching for like the unsend I kept watching for it to like disappear and bless his yes. heart, he probably didn't know how to do that. So it didn't disappear. So he texted back and he's like, oh my gosh. He's like, my embarrassment is 10 out of 10. Yes, that was meant for my wife. I'm so sorry. And then he texted, he said, I have been so overwhelmed at work. I've had so much going on. And my wife just asked if I could take the baby tonight while she did her, because she's in young women's, he's in young men's and she's in young women's. So he's, mm. she said, will you take all, all of our kids? And then I text. And will you take my kids too? And this, you know, if it was a woman, we would have been like, yes, because we're used to a thousand kids in our house all the time. Right. But these sweet men, they're like, oh my gosh, that's overwhelming. And he was, and, and then he had something really big at work. And he's like, it was one of those moments where he just needed to vent. And who can you vent to besides your spouse? So of course right. he's going to be like, I'm overwhelmed. And Carmen just asked me to do this and I can't do this. And then real, and then accidentally sent it to me. And so it was, but it was this really sweet moment of, he's like, I, he explained it. I'm like, you don't need to explain it. Like, I totally understand and, and accepted his apology. And I'm like, and I should have asked first if that was too much for you. Instead of saying, hey, Briggs is going to tag along, you know, hope that's okay with you. So it was a great learning experience for both of us. And, and since then, like things have been great. I see them every week, you know, it, it, young yeah. men's and young women's, we see each other all the time. And it could have been one of those things where I was offended for a long time, or he was frustrated with me for assuming he could take on something that he couldn't. And instead we, we both were able to move past it. And, and he was able to sweetly and humbly ask for my forgiveness. And I was able to, to do that. And so anyway, I, it, but in that moment, I just realized like, man, words do matter so much. Like it, 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 we can hurt and we can heal with our words right. and we have an opportunity to do that every day. And we don't always make the right choice, but, but we can, we can always 
turn it around and hopefully make the better decision. So I love that scripture that you shared. Yeah, it's so powerful. And I love that in that story, you found out his reason, right? Because we always have a reason. You're stressed. He's stressed. Both of you are trying to like just survive, right? And have your kids somewhere. And that's what happens. And I think so often we don't get the other side of the story. There's never like a nice resolution of, oh, well, they had this going on. Okay, that makes sense. And so something I've had to try and learn is I just picture that everyone has the perfect explanation for what they're saying. Yes. Like, okay, I'm going to, I, that was really rude. And I'm just going to imagine that you have a perfect backstory for why what you said makes sense. And then I will try and extend that grace to you. And that's just been so freeing to be like, listen, I don't need to know your actual reason. I am just going to extend that grace and move on and, and trust that hopefully people are extending that grace to me when I say something that's totally misinterpreted at the same time. I love that. And that it reminds me of Sister Runia's talk at this last October general conference. Yes. And she's like, what must they have been feeling to say what they just said? Oh, and isn't it so true? Like what truly what must someone have been feeling if, if, if they say the cruelest, most biting words, happy, calm, confident people usually are, are not unkind and don't say those. It's when you are hurting and struggling and going through hard times that you lash out. And yeah. and it, I oh what a great lesson that you shared is I'm just always going to assume you've got a really good reason for saying what you just said. I'm just going to assume it and and just give you the benefit of the doubt. Like oh, you are struggling so much. And then, yes, hope that people can say, wow, Carmen was having a really bad day, probably <laughs> for her to be able or mom is really overwhelmed for her to be able to come completely unhinged at something that we just did. <laughs> yep. Because exactly. oftentimes it is. It's it's the truth. So, Kelly, what can people do right now to get more engaged? What if people are like, ah, oh, I feel like I don't even know how to get started and come follow me or maybe I'm doing it wrong or there's 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 so many things out there. And how do I know if I'm doing it the right way? How can people just start to study, especially next year as we move into the Book of Mormon, which will be so incredible. How can people find the time to just do it and make it a habit? Yeah, one of my favorite things is if you read all of the introductory pages in the Come Follow Me manual, which most of us have either never read that or we read it five years ago when this first started, right? Like that hasn't been something that we've looked at. It talks about how the Come Follow Me program is not meant to replace the good scripture study that we're already doing. Really, the purpose of Come Follow Me is to get everyone in the church on the same page. It's so cool to be able to talk with people about similar scriptures all across the world, right? And have lessons where I'm learning similar themes as my kids in primary, as my husband is. Like, it's very cool to have these similar experiences. But at the end of the day, if it's adding stress, or if it's adding extra guilt that we aren't completing a program, this is not a college course where you have to check everything off. Like we, again, get that agency to use the Come Follow Me program however it's going to work in our life. And some people are like, I do Come Follow Me every day and that's my scripture study. Awesome. 
Some people, I just sit down on Sundays and I do whatever Come Follow Me is for 20 minutes and that's it. And then I pick my own scripture study the rest of the days. Awesome. Like we have this agency to pick. I'm going to do Come Follow Me with my family and I'm going to just read my own stuff on my own or vice versa. And I think once we realize we have that agency, there's not a program. No one's scoring this. No one's keeping track, even though we feel like I've got to check all the boxes and stay on track because we all fall into that. I fall into that all the time, too. But really, at the end of the day, it's whatever works for us. And for me, what works is getting in any sort of scriptures. And I think you're right. Next year for Book of Mormon is going to be just amazing because Book of Mormon is the best anyways. But at the end of a rough day, my bare minimum is open up the scriptures, say a prayer, say an honest prayer where I ask Heavenly Father for what I actually need right then. I used to say, like, please help me feel the spirit as I read. Name of Jesus Christ, amen. And like, I'd move on, right? But then I started being like, you know what? Heavenly Father, I'm exhausted. Please help me find some peace as I read the scriptures today or help my brain focus on literally anything or I'm feeling great. Give me something new. I want to learn something new and challenge myself and adding that intention at the beginning and then reading even if it's for one minute or two minutes. That can be so powerful. And then my final part is I always, always write something down. And that seems overwhelming to a lot of people. In fact, for the longest time, I'm like, who writes in their scriptures? Like, whatever, you know, that's the the smart people. I don't have anything to add to the scriptures. But I started forcing myself at the end of every scripture study time, even if it's literally one minute, to be like, what did I learn? What is in my brain right now? And sometimes it's very random and sometimes it's totally related to the scriptures. And a lot of times it's related to that prayer that I said at the beginning. It's like the scripture study was God's way of opening that communication in prayer with me. Like I'm saying the words to him in prayer and he's going to respond to me through the spirit with my scripture study. And then I want to write something down. I, oft, I actually often use the Gospel Library app on my phone. I love it. So I create notes and I just write a note down, just a few words. Or if I am using physical scriptures, I just write something in the margins. No pressure, but I have to write something. And it's often in the act of forcing myself to write something down that I realize my prayer was answered. Mm. Or I realized that I had that inspiration. Because a lot of times it's like, okay, all right, I'm done. Let's go to bed. But when I'm like, okay, what did I learn? Then the spirit has this space to teach me. And I realize, oh, I did read a scripture about that. That was really cool. Okay, I'm going to just write down, I know that I can feel peace in hard times. And that's it. And to me, keeping that as like a bare minimum structure has been life changing in engaging and feeling enriched by my scripture study, not just the checklist, not feeling overwhelmed, but like I can do this and I want to do it because it's so powerful and useful, even if I can only give two minutes at the end of the day. That is such great advice. I think it was Elder Irene that said, 
when we write something down, we show Heavenly Father that we care about his revelations for us. It shows that we're earnestly seeking and, and appreciative of the answers that we receive. It's like, I'm, I'm willing to, to hear and follow what you give me. When we write it down, it shows our, our intentions to follow him. And that has stuck with me. And I agree, there have been so many times where I've knelt down and prayed for something and received answers. And then I forget. I always think, I'm going to remember this. Like, of course I'm going to, and you don't. You don't remember. So to go back and look at all the things you asked for and then the answers that you received or the inspiration that you were given or a little nudge that led you to solving a problem is such a faith building and testimony strengthening experience that you can physically look back on and see, here's what I asked for. Here's the process of receiving that answer over several weeks and several months even. And this yeah. is the conclusion and this is what happened. Oh, like how amazing would that be? And what a legacy to leave for our children someday to show our our faithful pleadings before the Lord and how he showed up for us. And I, I just think that is a great that that's a great way to get started and and to really dive into your scriptures and form a relationship with Heavenly Father is that you don't just pray, please let's all have the spirit with me. And I do that too. Please let's all feel the spirit. But (laughs) ask your question or what you're struggling with, with the intent of finding an answer or a solution in the scriptures. And, and so many times, even it's just the act of inviting the spirit, even whatever scripture you're reading, you'll, you'll all of a sudden get a thought in your mind or a prompting or something you read will spark. Oh, wait, what if I do this and this and that? And it does work. And that's my testimony that it, it, it actually does work, but it takes, it takes effort. You have to put in the effort and you have to try if, if you want those results. So I'm going to, I'm so excited. The Lord loves effort. He really does. And I am so excited for next year and, and to study with you and, and, and listen to your stories and, and follow along with everything that you post on the come follow me study app. So Instagram account. So tell everyone again, where they can go to check you out the one minute scripture study that you do with Kristen Walker Smith. Tell us all the links and things if people are like, oh, I want to I want to follow along and do this. with Yeah, you. the place I show up the most is Instagram for sure. So come follow me, study, follow along. Got lots of good stuff there. I also have a website, comefollowmestudy.com that kind of compiles everything that I do. I do have study guides that kind of walk through a lot of information as well. And then on your podcast app, search for one minute scripture study. And you'll get you do get the big picture Mondays as well on the podcast and then the daily one minute episodes that are just super short. And they're great for teens, too. If you have teens, they're really good for like opening conversations about the scriptures in applicable ways. Um, I love um, it. And then pop one on on your way to school. Yes. And then the book. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. I I've been doing that because I'm like, okay, my kids are stuck in the car with me. I have 10 minutes. Pop on. A quick one minute scripture study podcast episode and let them listen and get that in in the car. And I'm like, when you're in yeah. my car, we're going to listen to something. And it's funny because even though it's like, oh, you know, whatever, it's it, it's awesome. It always brings a spirit. And sometimes they'll make comments about really amazing things. And you're like, you guys are incredible. You're incredible. You. So I love yeah. that. I love that. It's so applicable and so easy and so great to do. And Callie Black is spelled C-A-L-I. So if you look her up, C-A-L-I, Callie Black so much Kelly for coming on the podcast today and for all the good that you are doing. Oh.
well, thank you for having me. This has been fun. I am Carmen Herbert, and I'm so excited to tell you about an amazing app that my whole family loves. It's called Our Turtle House, and it's full of literally thousands of hours of full-length talks, just like the old talk on CDs or talk on tapes, from some of your favorite Latter-day Saint speakers like John By the Way, Mick Johnson, Hank Smith, me, and a ton more. Plus, there's podcasts, firesides, devotionals, come follow me resources, and entertaining content your whole family will enjoy, truly, all in one little app. And you can use promo code DOINGGOOD, all one word, at checkout, and you get a full month free. So check it out and sign up at OurTurtleHouse.com. See you soon.